Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Campania? Amy, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage! The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan. Westberg hits one to deep left field. That's going to send back Kelnick to the wall, and it's 1-0 Orioles. Right over the yellow stripe atop the left field wall. That lands on the berm. A deep one for the Orioles, and it's 1-0 Baltimore. Exhales, cuts loose a 2-2. That's hit to deep right field. Liberato back, spins. That's over his head. It's over the wall. Kyle Stowers powers one over the right field wall, and it's 2-0 Orioles. Braves radio on the call. Stowers powers one over the right field wall. Lefty on lefty, by the way, which is good to see from Kyle Stowers. He has some really blonde hair, but he's got some really big power. Orioles played a squits, uh, split squad, not necessarily a doubleheader. They just had two games going on at the same time against two different teams. So we're starting here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. How about we do it with the game they won? And a lot of it has to do with the fact the other game didn't have any highlights that are accessible to us to keep it real. But Jordan Westberg went deep. I think Jordan Westberg's going to have a big season for the Orioles. A uh, position to be determined, second or third, probably a combination of both. And he had big power at the minor leagues. Didn't really see a lot of it when he got called up last year, except for a couple of occasions hitting lasers to straightaway center field at Camden Yards, which is no easy feat. Kyle Stowers, who had an injury plague 2023, When he did make contact, he usually hit it out of the park, and we saw that again yesterday, or heard it, we should say. If you want to see the home runs from a highlight perspective, go to Orioles.com. Those two particular uh, highlights are there for the taking. Other game, Orioles get clobbered by uh, Tampa. CNL Perez had a rough go of it. But then again, it's just the exhibition season. These things don't matter. CNL Perez is not going to pitch himself off the team. He's going to be a prominent part of 
what the Orioles do in 2024 in the bullpen. That game, Seth John or excuse me, Seth Johnson was in the Atlanta game. Cade Povich pitched against Tampa and was you know score last. Did have some control problems early. Povich said after the game, you know, my stuff plays. I just got to, you know, control it a little bit better. Famous last words. But Perez, he got rocked there. But, you know, Coulomb settled down. Nevin went deep. Tyler Nevin, he hit a two-run shot. That actually happened while we were here. And then Daniel Johnson, one yard, who uh, played for Cleveland, was a teammate, Nolan, if I'm not mistaken, of Kyle Bradish in uh, college there at uh, New Mexico State. But I could be wrong. But he goes yard. I mean, he's fighting an uphill battle. The uh, the Orioles have a ton of outfielders there. I mean, we're talking about guys like Kerstead, Kalzer, you know, Stowers, all top 10 prospects for them trying to fight for spots. So Daniel Johnson at 28 years old might be a, a long road to hope for him. But still... You know, you hit home run, you do some good things, maybe impress another team, and they could take a flyer on you, or he could be some outfield depth down on the farm as the roster would continue to be evaluated. And health is going to be an important part of things. But the good news, Povich and Johnson both pitched well. Not going to come north with the team. We talked about it with John Mioli yesterday. We'll talk about it more with Jake Rill. Covers the Orioles for MLB.com at 1130. If one or the other was going to help the Orioles this year, it would probably be Povich because Johnson's still trying to rehab himself from Tommy John surgery. Both were acquired in that 2022 uh, trade thing that uh, Elias was breaking down there. Well, Seth Johnson was my big takeaway from yesterday because say what you want about spring training, the seriousness of at-bats, what guys are looking to do up there. Everyone's working on something. So it's not quite like a regular season at-bat. But for Seth Johnson, two innings going up against Acuna, Albies, Riley in the first, mm-hmm. that's Murderer's Row. And then, oh, by the way, in the second, Olsen, Ozuna, Harris. And then he gets Harris to ground into the double play to end the inning. I mean, what more could you ask for as a pitcher in terms of uh, strength of competition there in your first spring outing? You know, again, it, it's not a real game. Are we drawing any major conclusions from this? No, but... He acquitted himself nicely against one of the better lineups in the league. Yeah, so that's all that matters. And he's healthy, mm-hmm. and he'll continue to cultivate his skills down at the minor league level. Povich, same thing. So good news in that regard. But getting back to Jordan Westberg, I, I think this guy's going to be a monster player. He's been a monster player down on the farm. He's not Gunnar Henderson, per se, but because Gunner's MVP level, Westberg's all-star level, but Jordan Westberg, he's a guy that's going to be a major asset to this team, both defensively because of his versatility and that bat. I mean, he, he's got some pop in that stick himself. I think one of the key things for these young guys early on is just the confidence. Because if they're hitting the ball early on, they gain that confidence. And, and all these guys, all the young guys – other than holidays, seem to be making pretty good contact. Yeah, definitely that's the case for me with Kowser. I mean, a guy that uh, has struggled when he gets promoted yeah. every step of the way. He looked overmatched when he was in Baltimore. Right. So, so for, did Stowers, by the way. Mm-hmm. So for him to you know go back to Saturday for a spring game, have the walk-off homer, then a couple walks the next day, he seems to be hot out the gate here. And Westberg, like you said, Bob, plays third yesterday. 
he's got to be somewhere in the infield to start. I know everyone's interested to see what happens with Holiday, but get Westberg locked in somewhere, get him the at-bats, let him get cooking, because I agree with you. Like you said, he could be a big, not just defensive, but offensive part of this lineup. I'm going to, I guess we've lost uh, uh, connection with Ethel here over the last year or so, my psychic. But my psychic says, are we still trying to connect? I mean, I know we've had we some... we got pro- dial-up here, but we'll connect. Let's, let's connect with her. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Jordan Westberg will either be the starting second baseman or the starting third baseman. He's going to make the team. I think... There we go. Ethel's checking in. Oh, she's been drinking a lot of rum shotta over the last year. Don't make fun of Vinny. That's not fair. Because only I can hear what Ethel's trying to say. Well, I got to keep talking about my mother. All right, anyway, get out of here, Ethel. She says that Jordan Westberg will be on the opening day roster and a starter at some position. If Jackson Holiday makes the team, he'll be the starting third baseman. And if Jackson Holiday does not make the team, he will be the starting second baseman in some capacity. So there you go. So Jordan Westberg's going to make the team. Even my psychic said that. And I think Jackson Holiday's got a really good chance. Okay, the bat's slow. What do they play? Four games. I'm not. not he's leading off. To, he's leading off today. By the way, we'll get to the lineup in a second against the Tigers. But I think uh, Jordan Westberg, another one of these highly regarded. And and you mentioned confidence. Yeah, yep. you don't want to get overwhelmed. But it seems to me that these dudes have all had success. I think they all got a little. I mean, Connor Norby talks about himself like he's George Brett. Hey, right, he's a little banged up right now. And where's the room at the end for him? Joey Ortiz was competent. They're all competent, but you know, going two for thirty-one will humble you a little bit. And Grace Rodriguez, is there a more competent guy on the Orioles than he is? And he got a hey, there's a rude awakening for you. Your first 10, 12 starts as a major leaguer. Right. We'll get a look at him today, right? He's, yeah, he's, he's starting today. today. So uh first look at him. I do wonder sometimes when we talk about how crowded the prospect pipeline is for the Orioles, they say all the right things in the media that, you know, and they are friendly. I'm not doubting that. But the competitiveness, the competitive edge, the chip on your shoulder, you know, you're fighting for a job. Whereas if you played for another team, you'd probably be in the majors already. And you're battling these guys that you've come up through the system with. You are friends with them. But at the same time, you're like, man, I deserve this job. You know, it, it's an interesting dynamic. Those that are the you don't conversations see. you have with your agent and your right. parents. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dog eat dog world. Oh, no doubt. They understand, you know, you know, best friends forever, and yep. they get that. And, and look, hey, when DL Hall got traded, you would have thought hey, it was a, a crestfallen bunch of young Orioles because they all came through the pipeline yep. together. But they understand that only one second baseman can play. It's not slow pitch softball. You don't need four outfielders. You need three somebody's going to have to go sooner or later. But that's a this is a dilemma, if you want to call it that, the Orioles haven't had in a long, long time. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. You want to get in and talk about the birds, feel free to do so. Again, we'll give you the lineup here in a couple of minutes. NFL Combine starts on Thursday with all the, the activities sorts of things. But coaches, GMs meeting with the media today. Matter of fact, Eric Acosta coming up in about 19 minutes. Yeah, and, and Bob, they'll be doing a lot of guys, like uh, whoever's working out Thursday, 
They come in today because then they got to do their physicals. They're doing their interviews tonight. They'll do their um, lifting and all those other things. So they're, they're, they have a couple days worth of stuff to do. The last thing they do is go out on the field. Cause then when, the, once they do the, once they're done with the field, they're done. They, they can go. So they're there today. I, who, who is Thursday? Is it the receivers? Quarterbacks, receivers, I think. They're there today. And then they'll be doing, you know, their arm me- measures and all those kind of things go on today and tomorrow. Yeah, and we did Evil Harbs, Evil DaCosta yesterday. And I'm guessing, and we talked about it, the, the Ravens lost to Kansas City. Tomorrow will be a month. I'm guessing that will not be a prominent part of the discussion because now you're worried about, I mean, I did the math yesterday. So today's, uh, what, February 27th, March, April, May, June, July, August. Or uh, Ravens will be playing in less than seven months. So I'm already, and they're already looking ahead to the next season. If it's addressed, I'm sure the question will be brief, and Harbsey might even get a little little ticked off about it. It's like, what more do you want me to say about something that happened a month ago? Yeah, I, I don't see a local guy asking anything like that. You know, maybe a national guy does, but I, I mean, like, uh, that's a WC right now. Who cares? Right. You know, it's like, what do we, you know, who we who are we going to cut? Who are we going to add? You know, where's the cap space? All that kind of stuff. Because last year's over and done. That's in the books. Now, moving forward, what are we going to do? Yeah, and if DaCosta, will he be inclined? And we'll, we got to hit a break. I understand clock integrity. Nolan, no, Josh Jacobs, free agent. Saquon Barkley, free agent. Derrick Henry's going to be a free agent. Pollard in Dallas. Is DaCosta allowed to talk about these guys? Are, yeah. they, are they officially on the open market? Well, my my question is, is Bob, I, my question to you is, who gives us more, Harbs or Eric? Hmm. They both tend to pontificate no a doubt. little bit. I would Eric will, will talk, but be a Say little more nothing. vague. Yep. Where Harbsy might get a little more in depth into what he's addressed with by the media. Now I, I know this. Um, what Harbs does when he's at the combine is he watches film all day because this is his when he starts out watching all these prospects. So that's what he does all day long at the combine. It's video at Haiti 1057 the fan. Turn it up Tuesday, crank it up to 12. You want it loud, we'll play it. Send your saw request, pause support text line at 410-583-1057. Come back and reset a little bit for you. Talk more about the Orioles and preview what Eric DaCosta might see or might say. We're going to have all of his comments in real time via the social media world, but we'll have them for you so you can hear them yourself. Coming up as the show progresses, Kevin Allstriker, USA Today. The Ravens Wire joins us at 11 o'clock. I think we all agree the Ravens need a running back. How much you willing? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ben for one. Vinny and Haney on your home for sports. 105.7 of Fan. Let's see here. Getting on to the social media. The X world. Joe Ortiz. He's talking to the media. Oh, yeah. Jeff's Rebeck tweeting this out. Or Xing, excuse me. Let's see. Joe Ortiz on what John Harbaugh told him about working with his brother. Keep in mind, everybody, we're coming fast and furious with the quotes because we want to keep you as uh, informed as we possibly can. As uh, GMs and coaches are talking today, we got Eric DaCosta coming up in 10 minutes. John Harbaugh next hour. Joe Ortiz and what John Harbaugh told him about working with his brother Jim. I think John believes we're going to be a great pair. Okay. Bread and butter. See, I don't I don't know Jim, but they say they're like not similar at all. So I, I don't know. I mean, Jim seems a little quirky to me. I, and I don't know him. I may be totally off, but um now he's more of a like where John John Harbaugh can filibuster a little bit. Yeah. I think or, or Jim rather. John can filibuster. Jim will just say he's kind of more direct and to the point sort of thing. He's a, I ain't playing that nonsense kind of guy. Yeah. He seems like a old, he seems like he wants to be Bo or so or his dad or something. That's what it seems like with the khakis and you know, uh the Michigan hat, whatever he did in an interview, always had the hat on. Well, he looked like Bo Schembechler. Yeah, he did. But, or his dad. Yeah, but he did play in the NFL for 10 years, including oh, yeah. one in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he opened M&T Bank Stadium as the Ravens quarterback. So, you know, didn't win a national championship at Michigan, but they were really good while he was there. Yeah. I mean, he did go to a Super Bowl with San Francisco in another championship game. Didn't he play in one as a player? Didn't they go to Super Bowl as a player? No. No, 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 no. He wasn't on the 85 Bears. No. No. Mike Tomzak was, Ohio State guy, but he was not. I think Harbs was drafted in 80. Jim was drafted 86 because we played him 85 and they beat us. They were ranked like number one. Yeah, they beat Maryland that year out in Ann Arbor. But, um, he, I don't think, because he went from Chicago to Indy. The, oh, he did play in championship game. Indianapolis, they yeah. lost to uh, Stillers, 95, on the, the Hail, Hail Mary yep, in yep, the yep, end zone. Yep. So that, yeah, you are correct. 
video. That was Ted Marchabrota was the coach of that Colts team, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, but my point is, I mean, if you got a little swagger in your cocky, why not? He's walked the walk. Just won a national champion. Oh, he's, he's been cocky. But, yeah, he he uh, deserves it. He's got a he's got a hell of a re- Bob. I mean, you look at his coaching record; it's, it's phenomenal. Everywhere he's been, he wins. He takes he takes programs that weren't good and and makes them look at uh, University of San Diego. What he did with them, sure. And Coach he's always Block. had good quarterbacks. Always had a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Colin Kaepernick got him to championship games and a Super Bowl, and yeah. you know he. Uh, J.J. McCarthy is going to benefit from that experience Look in Ann Arbor. Look what he did with Luck at Stanford, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, if, if Jim Harbaugh comes off a little on the cocky side, then I guess we'll forgive him yeah. for that. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Now we're going to hear from Eric DaCosta in a couple of minutes. Now what happened yesterday in the NFL. Well, we talked about running backs that could be available for the taking if the Ravens are inclined to do so. And reports over the weekend were they're looking to make a big splash kind of acquisition whatever that means big splash could go multiple ways big splash financially big splash with a fancy name now when they signed odell beckham jr last year it was both they gave him 15 million bucks and he's you know he's one of the faces of the league kind of guy they're not going to go 15 mil like running back what's the top ticket price perhaps for that well i i think they're trying well the all those running backs agents they're at the combine trying to figure out what the market is. And Bob is the first, when does the first running back sign? I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, like free agency, like right out of the gate. Boom. I think it might be a couple days, but one, one of them is going to set them. I think Josh Jacobs will be the first one to sign. I mean the Raiders want him back but not at the 14 million dollars. So if he goes, let's say he goes for 9. If he goes for 9, forget it. The other guys are like, you know, a lot of them are be like 6. The Ravens can get a good deal there on that. But if he goes for 12 and then Barkley goes for like 12, then it gets a little more expensive. Now for uh outside linebacker, pass rusher, Shaquille Barrett looks like he's going to be available. These reports were coming out last night. I mean, two-time pro bowler. Tampa Bay is going to move on from him. Looks like he's going to be a post-June 1 uh, cut here. I mean, with the uncertainty with uh, Clowney and Van Noy. I mean, just 31 years old. Does this make sense, perhaps? I mean, is he a plan A, plan B, plan C? I would think that Van Noy and Clowney are plan A. I I would think at least Clowney's... Plan A because he can play the run and the pass, and I thought you know he had a hell of a year. Um, I would think that Eric is sitting down with their agents at the combine. I'm sure he tried to get something done prior to this, you know, right after the season or whatever. But you know, Clowney's. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure who his agent is if he if he st- still has uh, what's his name out of Memphis. Um, but I. I don't. I don't know what you know. It doesn't do him any good to sign right away. Might as well wait and see what uh, see what the market is and you know, get some more money than I got last year. Yeah, Shaq Barrett, uh, four and a half sacks last year, sixteen games. Uh, suffered a his daughter drowned, yeah. so that was a horrible, horrible tragedy. I, I mean, everyone knows how painful that must feel for him. I can't 
and we have kids, but you know, yeah. can't relate to what the loss of a child would feel like. But you know, this is a guy that after his Denver years came into his own mm-hmm. in uh, Tampa, but you know, he's an option. Yep, I guess. Yeah, everybody is. Everybody's not because Cloudy wasn't signed till when, Bob? Like, was it uh, right at the end of training camp, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. And Van Oy was during, and Van Oy was during the middle of the season. So there's there's time, and a lot of times those veteran guys, Bob, the thing they don't want to do go to OTAs mini camp and have to be there in April. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. Vinny and Haney, one hundred five seven, the Fed. Orioles lineup today against the Tigers. Down at Sarasota, Jackson Holidays leading off at second base. Ryan Mountcastle's at first. Heston Kerstad, your DH. James McCann is cleaning up behind a dish. Kobe Mayo off to a nice start here. Mm-hmm. He's at third base. Ryan McKenna, center field. Jorge Mateo's at shortstop. Tyler Nevin is in right field. Daniel Johnson, who went deep yesterday, he is in left field. Grayson Rodriguez is on the hill for the Orioles there. So he'll get his first work in the exhibition season. We'll keep you up to on the score when it starts coming up here at 105. Also pitching, by the way, for the Orioles today, Chase McDermott, Mike Bauman, Nick Vespi, and Dylan Tate coming back after missing all of 2024. John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta, meeting with the media in a matter of minutes. We'll keep you up to date on what they're saying. If you want to get in, you can at 410-583-105. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Here on this Turn It Up Tuesday, cranking it up to 12. That's how loud it goes. Send your request. Lodge Port Tax Line, 410-583-1057. That's how you join us. Open phone lines if you'd like to talk about the Ravens, the Orioles, the Terps, NCAA Tournament, Court Storming. Anything on your mind, you want to assess the draft, if you have some analysis you want to share with us, we're going to listen to you, Eric DaCosta, meeting with the media as we speak down in Indy, or out in Indy, I should say, for the NFL Combine, and Jeff Zrebeck sending this out on X. The team will continue to act as access Zay Flowers, or I guess assess is what assess. he said. Yeah, because he spelled access. I'm not saying he can't spell, but uh, assess the Zay Flowers situation as it unfolds. Because the Baltimore County Police right. said it, they have suspended the investigation at this time. And that's kind of about what you expected him to say. Very generic type. Well, yeah. That's what else can you say? So that's right now it's been suspended. And yeah, we just, we we're we're reacting to what the cops are saying, but let's just say this, the people that work security for the Ravens have good relationships with the police. So they're well, tapped into what's happening. Eric DaCosta also talking about the salary cap bump up to 255.4. Nice to see the number. 
cautioned that it doesn't mean they'll be among the most aggressive free agent shoppers, but it says gives them a little more flexibility. No doubt about it. Like everybody else. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if it would have gone the other way, you know, 10 million, then everybody be panicking, but no, it, it does. It gives them more flexibility and, and maybe it gives them more flexibility to get a Matabike. I'm sure one of the next couple questions is going to be about Matabike and his contract. But uh, the cap stuff, oh, I'm sure they're they're ecstatic, especially those teams that are tight. I mean, Bob, I saw where like Tennessee's got 90 million cap room. 90 million? Yeah, yeah. Eric DaCosta said the team is trying to get a deal done with Justin Matabike. Which is no surprise. No there. surprise whatsoever. And Bob, for the reasons that we talked about, I mean, 26 years old, he's gotten better every year, hard worker, great kid. I mean, he doesn't have any negatives. Why wouldn't you want to sign him? Getting back to the cap, though, we talked to Andrew Brandt, former vice president yeah. of the Packers last Friday, and he said, yeah, their cap's gone up, more, maybe $10 million more than everybody thought it was, but you still have in-house things to take care of. Yes, it's more than you expected, but you still have some other housekeeping issues to uh, handle financially with players that are already on your roster. Yeah, like the restricted free agents, their tenders and – and like Matabike's number went up because the cap went up. So yeah, it's it's nice, but there is a lot of and you got to in your number you got to account for the draft picks. You got eight right now, so that I'm guessing you know you got to put away about eight million or so for that. And then you got to have in your storage going into next year, you got to have five to seven million for injuries throughout the year. So you can't be sitting at zero going into the season. And we'll keep following along with Eric DaCosta, what he has to say as he's talking right now, and then John Harbaugh coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. But looking at the draft a little bit here in the Combine, Todd Karpovich, BaltimoreSports.com, the Baltimore Banner, Baltimore Sun, everyone that covers the team, talk about wide receiver, and they're probably going to need one, maybe not at 30, but you never know, but... The profile that they might be looking for for this draft class, maybe more of a bigger, faster-ish. That Keon Carpenter, or Keon, Keon, rest in peace, my brother. Keon Coleman from Florida State, 6'4". He would appear to fit the bill if he's around in an advantageous situation for them. Yeah, I would would think, Bob, I mean, ideally you would like a bigger, faster guy. But then again, you know... Production. I mean, look at Zay Flowers, not a big guy, plays somewhat big. And look at the production and stuff that he's had. Um, We always, when I was in San Fran, we always wanted a big receiver. Just because the yak, you know, and in our offense, a lot of slant routes. So so the receivers had to be bigger um, and they're bigger targets. So would that help Lamar? I, I, I don't think it would be bad. That would be ideal if you could get a, a bigger guy. And, you know, because Aguilar's got some decent size, too. Sure. Bateman's six foot or six one. Well, Aguilar coming out of USC when, in Philly was supposed to be kind of that prototype guy. Yeah. So, I, Bob, to me, I don't think they're going to take a receiver the earliest, maybe in the fourth round. The earliest in the fourth round because they got so many other things that, that they need, you know, prior to that. 
Now, here's Eric DaCosta. Again, this is all happening in real time, everybody. If you want to get in, feel free to do so at 410-583-1057. Vinny and Andy Nolan McGraw, who we're going to talk to in a minute. Talk about running backs. We need more than two running backs. I'm going to go throw a duh in there. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) They're still talking to Gus Edwards about a return, and they'll also talk to J.K. Dobbins. But either way, they're going to make some additions at that spot. Yeah, basically covered all grounds there. And and uh, Bob, I I mean, here here's the thing. Gus is older now and kind of uh he was great on the goal line. Out in the middle of the field, not so good. All right. Dobbins off of two injuries. Keaton Mitchell probably won't be healthy. Uh Justice Hill, it's the only guy that I got right now. I gotta get me a back that uh I can't count on where they're going to take a back in the draft, Bob, even after a wide receiver, I would think, you know, in the fifth, fourth, fifth round, something like that. So, so if Corum's sitting there in round two, hypotheticals, you go there, play for Jim, played in Baltimore in high school, yeah, St. Francis. Yeah, Michigan, man. Um, depends on what else is on. If there's an old lineman on the board, I'm going O-line. If there's a uh, pass rusher on the, there's a lot of things that I'm taking before running back there. I, I am Bob. I, I think that the quality at the free agent running back is there's so many there and the quality that you get for the price is a deal to me. The receiver, it's, it's not a deal. You're, you're overpaying now for receivers. So I just think that you can get some really good quality at running. I think they go free agent running back, Bob. I I just think if I'm going any position free agency where where the money is to our advantage, that's running back. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll talk to Kevin Allstriker about the Ravens from USA Today. Ravens Wire got the whip around left 15. Jake Rill covers the Orioles for MLB.com around 11.30. John Harbaugh is going to meet with the media at 11.15. We got Eric DaCosta talking as we speak. We'll have more from him as we get it. Funhouse 11.45. Orioles take on the Tigers today. Grace Rodriguez makes his spring debut. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. You know, I think sometimes people get really caught up on the, the number of sacks that people get. We prefer to look at pressures and disruptions and the ability that they affect the game. And Adafi's probably one of the hardest working players we have on our defense. He's got a great motor. This is going to be a great season for him. We're very, very excited about what he brings to the table this year. Eric DaCosta, this was within the last uh, 20 minutes or so, talking about Adafi Owe. Going into his fourth year, probably not going to get his fifth-year option picked up. First-round draft pick out of Penn State, 2021. Five-sack season, and Eric DaCosta brought, I mean, good points here where, you know, the sack numbers, they tell a story, but pressures. Pressure! Do we look at, like, Jadavian Clowney, tons of pressures. Missed tackles, sure, but Jadavian Clowney, you watched the Sunday or whenever the Ravens played, you notice number twenty four. Yes, you do. And number ninety nine, but not as much. In that comment there, he didn't say Oway gets a lot of pressures and stuff, did he? Because the only thing that he really said about so him was we, he works hard. We look at pressures. Yeah, we look at pressures. Right. 
And I want to say the things they said about Matabike was, you know, he was getting pressures. Then it turned into sacks. Um, I think Owe, he, he is who he is. I don't think that they're getting a fifth-year option. And when the best thing that you can say about him, Bob, is he's a hard worker. And he is. He works his ass I mean, off. That's an asset. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But he works hard, but we can't pick up his fifth-year option because he doesn't produce. He doesn't pr- He's not worth, his production is not worth what we got to pay him. Now, if he was getting, you don't think Matabike is asking for more? Hey, I got 13 and a half sacks. It's not like, um, well, you know, I had five sacks, but I had uh, 20 pressures, so I want to get paid more. No, you only have comparables. You know, sure. when I'm comparing pass rushers, you know, Watts got 17 or 18 sacks. You got five, you know. You're gonna, we're gonna match you up with dudes with five sacks, and the agent's gonna try to say, "Well, look at all the pressures he has," and the Ravens are gonna say, "No, we look at sacks." It reminds me of when um, who was before Wink as the defensive coordinator? I apologize. It's uh, Dean Pease. Dean Pease, thank yeah. you. He was the one that said, "I'm not gonna listen to any of that crap anymore." Said, if it weren't for David Montgomery, we were having that 90-yard touchdown run. We'd have held him to this. But he did right. have it, and he had that. Right. Matthew Judon used to get a ton of pressures. But, again, trying to remember, you know, that's not always a great thing for me nowadays, but Judon's presence was felt on a football field. when He didn't have a ton of sacks. He got his share. He Don't had like get me nine or whatever yeah, I mean, that one year. But he, uh, you knew Matthew Judon was playing and playing his ass off because he was in that backfield a lot. I just don't seem to recall Adape Owe being that disruptive, even in the quarterback pressure or hits category here. All, all I know is if you if you're just a layman fan watching the games, and how did Owe play? What's his number? 99. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really notice him. Whereas like uh, Clowney, yeah, 24 is all, you know, I mean, he stands out. And that was Judon. And and that was Judon. And I think a lot of Judon's, because Wink's defense, although similar, but different. Because the pass rushers with Wink, they were not allowed freedom. They had to... If they were supposed to be outside, to be outside. But like under Mike McDonald, they can spin inside. They can lose containment. Um, so they have much more flexibility. So with Judon, I thought, Bob, that year, and I had said it after, <clears throat> I thought a lot of his sacks were wink-aided, which means, you know, he was stunting and coming inside. Remember, he'd come inside a lot of time on the twisting and things. But And then Judon, I'm guessing with New England, they kind of let him do more things like the Ravens are doing now with their outside guys. Because how many times you see Clowney jump back inside or spin back inside, you know, and then they get outside. So there's more freedom with the Ravens' defense now. And even with that freedom, I just don't see uh, – I don't see it from away. Well, it goes back to the point. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We got uh, Kevin Allstriker, USA Today, Ravens by our top of the hour. This is an area of need for them because you don't know what Adape Owe has 13 sacks in his career. Yep. Three years in. First round draft pick. 
mean, if he was like a yeoman's work kind of guy, that's great. David Ajabo, who we all thought was a steal in the second round a couple years back because of the injury at his pro day for Michigan, you know, virtually nothing out of him so far because the bookends we thought high school friends and buddies, you don't know what to get. Now that's an area of need where you're talking about, you know, we're mentioning Shaq Barrett. And bring him back to David Clowney yeah. and Kyle Van Noy, who even said, "We're not. I'm not coming back cheap." You know, so the till they're going to have to dig into that uh, into that pocketbook a little bit to start paying yeah. some of these dudes. I mean, when you really look at Oway, Bob, because the the thing that people got excited if if a Jabo didn't get hurt, Bob, if he didn't tear his Achilles, he ain't even the the Ravens have no shot. He's going right. in the top ten. He had 17 sacks or whatever it was. He had more than Hutchinson or just as many as Hutchinson and looked more natural rusher than Hutchinson. He had a phenomenal year. All right, so so when you when he comes in, you feel pretty damn good. All right, we got a guy that had 16 sacks his last year of college. After having one tackle, I think, the previous two seasons. No doubt, no doubt. And then when you got Oway... You know, you're making excuses for taking a pass rusher in the first round with no sacks. We had a lot of pressures. The reason you're saying he had a lot of pressures, Bob, the same reason that they're saying now, well, he gets a lot of pressure, because why? Because he doesn't have any sacks. Well, is it the comparable? It's apples and oranges, obviously. But, hey, uh, Bateman had two touchdowns. Yeah, but he was open a lot. It's video at 81057 the pan. When we come back, we've got Kevin Allstriker, USA Today, the Ravens Wire, whip around 1115, talk some Orioles with Jake Real. Birds taking on the Tigers today. Kyle Bradish throwing from 90 feet again. What does all of this mean? I'm still not optimistic, but then again, I'm not a doctor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 